This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call this morning? Good morning, Sylvie. This is Royal Princess, the finisher. Good morning, Warrior Princess, the finisher. How are you? I'm doing well. What about you, Sylvie? I'm doing well myself. Oh, great, great. Have a Our, good day. You too. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Okay. Oh, good morning, Sister Yvonne. I'm so glad to hear that your leg is okay. God bless you. Thank you. Is anyone else joining the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie Sandra. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Good morning, sister. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm the same. Great. Good morning, Mrs. Diane. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Thursday to you, too. Good, Good morning, morning, Diane. Good morning, Andrew. And Glory to God. Good morning. And who is this? Sister Shante. Good morning, Sister Shante. Good morning. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. And hello, who was that? Morning, Susie. This is Barbara. Good Good morning, Barbara. Could I ask for traveling, Grace? I'm going out of town on vacation this afternoon, so could you guys call my name out, please? Sure will for traveling, Grace. Gotcha. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Denise. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Can someone mute their line? I hear a lot of background noise. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning on this beautiful Thursday morning that God has allowed us to see? Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call this morning that would like to say good morning? Good morning, family. Good morning, Susie. This is Pam. Good morning, Pam. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Bless. Praise God. Praise God. Uh Uh-huh. Anyone else like to say good morning?
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. This is Pastor Young. Good morning, Pastor Young. God bless you. God bless you. Happy Thursday. Oh, excuse me. Uh, good morning. It's Nikisha. Good morning, Nikisha. Happy <laughs> Thursday to you, too. <laughs> Go on mute. Okay. Does <laughs> anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Barbara Adeloda. God bless. Good morning, Barbara Adelogai. God bless you as well. Well, okay, it's time to move on to the next segment of the Good call. morning. Good morning. Who is that? E.K. Dawson. Oh, good morning, E.K. Good to hear your voice. Likewise, likewise. Can I put a prayer request in? Oh, yes, go ahead. I have a, uh, an unusual shooting pain uh <laughs> Excuse me, that has me a little concerned. I'm going to go to Kaiser, schedule an appointment to go to Kaiser today in my leg. Um, Your leg, okay. Yeah, so. mm -hmm. Gotcha, okay. Okay, before we move forward, we do ask that you please mute your line so that we can proceed. And good morning again. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. Be sure to stay, stay with us for the rest of the month for the monthly theme entitled, Open Heaven. You don't want to miss the messages and lessons and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. There are two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And that book is by Peter Sazalo. The call takes place from 6 to 7 Pacific Time, right here by dialing this number tonight. You will be blessed. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory. We pray many blessings. <clears throat> Excuse me. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests submitted by the bat, submitted via on the app, but I do have two spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Barbara. She's asking for traveling grace, and she's going to be traveling. And E.K. Dawson is asking that we pray for his leg. He's been having shooting pain in his leg. 
so we definitely will be doing that for both of you. The order of the call is the decoration will be by Pastor O'Neill Young. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Diane. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer, Pastor O'Neill Young. And I'll repeat that. The order of the call is the declaration will be done by Pastor O'Neill Young. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Diane. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare Pastor O'Neill Young. The scripture for today is Ezekiel 1 1. Now it came about the 13th, excuse me, the 30th year on the fifth day of the fourth month while I was by the river Shabar among the exiles. The heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the declarer, Pastor O'Neill Young. And I am asking that everyone please place your phones on mute. Okay, I pass it now to Pastor O'Neill Young. Everyone have a wonderful and blessed day. All right, God bless you and good morning to everyone. We greet you in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, who is on the throne. And it's a pleasure to be with you on today in the Victory Room. Uh, Shouts out and appreciative. Thoughts go out to Radical Midwife, uh, Miss Dion, thank you uh, for this <clears throat> excuse me, opportunity uh, to share the word with you. Excited this morning always to be back with you again. Uh, let me just go ahead and get into the word of God on today. Uh, I have been informed that the theme is an open heaven, and I've been given a background or backdrop of Isaiah 64, 1 through 6. And from that, I'm probably going to pull a quick title and and entitle that Resolving the Impossible Problem. Okay, Resolving the Impossible Problem. Uh, Let me just quickly read this from the New International Version, and I will probably swing on verse 6, as we are most familiar with, at least the A portion. And so it starts, it says... Uh, starting in verse 1, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and calls water to boil. Come down, make your name known to your enemies, and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard No ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to help, you come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways, but when we continue to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? Verse number six, all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteous acts 
are like filthy rags. And I will stop right there. Again, want to talk about resolving the impossible problem. Listen, let me go ahead and get started. Uh, the prayer of Isaiah in chapter 64, right here, it's a prayer and it's a continuation from Isaiah chapter 63. And to be and to be clear from the onset of chapter 64 and verse 1, I want to point out that Isaiah's prayer and plea here is for God to intervene from heaven because Isaiah, who's noted as the praying one, is dealing with what seems to be an impossible problem. And before I, I move any further in dealing with Isaiah's impossible problem, I need to declare uh, in this room this morning that the only successful way to deal with that impossible problem or those impossible problems that's trying to kill you and everything around you is to make your first step in prayer. When you, uh, when your initial move before you move is what I call pre-prayer to the Father, it means that you're calling on God to intervene first, that you're going to God first, that you're not picking up the phone, calling somebody else first, but you are actually inquiring of God for him to step in first, to do the impossible. Can I, that, that's what I'm saying. To fix the unfixable, to solve uh, the unresolvable and to rid you of whatever and whoever is causing you trouble in your life. So you'll win every time in pre-prayer if pre-prayer is your first objective. So I wanted to get that straight because that's what <clears throat> Isaiah does from the jump. So from verse 1, if nothing else, Isaiah has already won because his first objective is for God to get involved. And beloved, this is a beautiful thing when God when God intervenes from heaven and he shows up. It's a wonderful thing. Look here in the first few verses. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down and make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. This is an awesome scene, but let me spotlight one thing when it comes to God showing up like Isaiah described, and that's this. When God shows up with all of his presence, it's so intense that it's like a consuming fire that burns everything in its path particularly unclean things, sin in particular. So, in fact, Isaiah says, when God shows up, his presence causes everything to burn like twigs blazing in a fire, and it causes the water or the seas to boil. And this fire that accompanies God is not so much heat, but it's his purity. Are you all with me today? It's his spotlessness. It's his uh, cleanliness, or better stated, y'all, it's his holiness. And it's his righteousness that burns up or that consumes everything that's not righteous like him. So I needed to point that out. 
So listen, and beloved, herein lies the impossible problem that he's praying about. What is Isaiah praying about in this text? What is the problem? What's the impossible thing that he faces here? What he is praying about is the, the, the three-letter word that we all know, S-I-N, which is sin. Isaiah wants and he desperately needs God to show up. But when he shows up, he, you know, he's a righteous fire that consumes unrighteousness and sinfulness. And this means that because the people of God were so riddled with sin that they too would be consumed upon his arrival. Are y'all seeing this today? It, it, it's like a, it's a good thing, but I don't know. It may not be so good if you're found in the wrong state. But when we continue in sin against him, he says, you were angry. He says, then he asked this question, y'all. He says, how then can we be saved? Verse six, all of us, become like one who's unclean and all of our righteousness are as filthy rags. I know, I need to say this, I know the context of this passage that Isaiah is praying about is primarily for unsaved persons, but listen, it's relevant for us who are saved. See, when it comes to, uh, ac uh, uh, when it comes to accessing uh, the presence of God on a daily basis, going before God, approaching God on a daily basis, sin makes it uh, sin makes it unclean. So that's why we cannot approach God any more than a beggar in filthy rags could dine at a king's table. Are you all with me? In other words, sin messes up our approach. When we go to God, throws us off the glide path. You're not even on the right path. And so let me bring it closer for the New Testament saints so we can understand. Listen, all sin keeps us separated from God. It's a spiritual cancer. We all know this. And beloved, this ties back to the text because it means the same impossible sin problem that Isaiah is praying for to God to intervene is the same sin root that you're praying about, that you prayed about last week, that you prayed about yesterday, that you prayed about last night, that perhaps you prayed about this morning. In fact, it seems so hopeless. Isaiah asked in verse 5, how can we be saved? And does this not sound familiar in your prayer closet? Now, I'm talking to real people this morning. So, you know, take your halos off for one second. You know, not that you're asking to be saved because you're already saved in Christ. But right now, I'm speaking, you know, aren't you asking, while I'm speaking, aren't you asking God to please intervene in your life to save you or deliver you from your own self-destructive habits? You know, nobody wants to admit it because, you know, I know how church religion has trained us to put on the phony face and the bless the Lord face. But the truth is that's lying and covering up about how you're suffering inside with something that Jesus said you don't even have to suffer from. So let me even express it this way. Verse number six and I verse six. In Isaiah, it parallels Romans 3 and 23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You understand that, don't you? Number two, verse five, it says, how can we be saved? That compares to Romans 7 and 24 when Paul 
this body of death. Isaiah 64, right here, verses 5b through 7, the people are in a desperate state and need a solution to their impossible sin problem. They need access to God without being consumed by God. Are y'all with me today? They need to get to God, but they need to get to God and not be consumed because of their unrighteousness. On October 17th, today, 2019, we need a solution to our own impossible sin problem. Have I got a witness in the house today? We know our best efforts are still as filthy rags. Our best efforts are, are summed up, you know, according to Romans 7 and 18, for I have desired to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Even as believers who are saved in Jesus Christ, we still face this thing called sins. Listen, Isaiah says in verse 4 and 5, but the Lord only answers the prayers of a righteous man, and a righteous man wouldn't be in the place that we're in. So who, how can we be saved? Isaiah asked the question, and we asked the question, what can we do about our own issues, our own problems, our own hang-ups, our own habits, the things that make us ugly, the things that would not please God. What am I going to do about that? How am I going to handle this? It's been 10 years. It's been 10 months. It's been 10 days. But I keep finding myself in this destructive mode because something is bothering me, because something is on the inside, and it ain't the Lord pulling at me. It's something else. Well, listen, people of God, if you're like me, you still wrestle with your flesh. I know y'all saved, filled with the fire, speaking in tongues. I know you got a phrase for me right now, but can I be real today? If Paul had an issue with his flesh, and I know Paul was saved, and if you know you got an issue with your flesh, and you know you're saved, the bottom line is you still got some stuff that you need to deal with. Somebody said, let they, you know, they sing the old song back in the day when I was coming up. Please be patient with me because God is not through with me yet. Well, I bring you good news. God ain't through with me yet. And I know I got some believers on this line in this victory room to declare with me today, God is not through with me yet. I may not look like I ought to look, but I don't look how I used to look. So, beloved, listen, I just want to let you know, and I'm done just about. Beloved, there is hope. Our only hope is, is faith in Jesus Christ who can cleanse us from all unrighteousness and bring us into God's presence without being consumed. Ultimately, the answer, y'all, is found in the New Testament covenant, uh, in the New Testament, in the New Testament covenant, where a righteous man who is Jesus stands in our place and he prays for us. If I don't have anybody else praying for me, if you don't like me and you ain't in the spirit, you ain't got enough Holy Ghost, you don't want to pray for me, then that's all right. Because I know one who's praying for me right now. I know somebody who's praying for you right now. Jesus is intervening. Jesus is bringing God into your situation right now. Even as we're on the line, he is working out the problem. And so I just want to suggest to you where our solution might be found and grounded. You know I'm not just going to give you some good words, but I got to give you a word. So listen, let me just move to Romans, the third chapter, verses 21 through, through 25. And it reads this, but now apart from the law, the righteousness. 
the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness, listen, is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Y'all, can I say it one more time? To all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for what is it? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Help me, somebody. God presented Jesus Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. Now, listen, you all. I just want to share just three crucial truths that are located in Romans chapter 3, uh, verses 24 and 25. I want to share three crucial truths that resolve our sin problem. Are y'all with me this morning? All right, here we go. Number one, our sin problem is resolved because, and it's simple, so you might as well get ready, we've been justified. Verse 24 says that. Listen, justified means to be declared not guilty. When a judge in a court of law declares the defendant not guilty, it means, y'all, all charges uh, are removed from their record. It's legally, it's as if the person had never been accused. I didn't even say committed the crime. I said it's like legally they've never even been accused. Their name is, can't even be brought up anymore. They can't even be associated with this. There are no ties to it. There are no connections anymore. And so when God forgives our sins, help me, First John 1 and 9, our records are wiped clean. Is anybody in here this morning that needs your record wiped clean just from last night? God has declared in the highest court in his divine court that you're not guilty. When we make prayer our first step in getting God to intervene like Isaiah did, our impossible sin problems or our problems, he makes them possible because with God, everything is possible. All right, listen, you just got to believe that. I need to just tell you that about your issue. Don't get hung up in how God does. Don't don't trip. Just believe it and receive that. Number two, our impossible sin problem is resolved because we've been redeemed. Oh, yes, God. Somebody say, by the blood of the lamb, by the blood of Jesus, I have been redeemed. So that term, well, we just talked about the term justification. Now, this would just simply be redemption, and that's still in verse 24. Redemption refers to Christ setting sinners free. From slavery to sin. Are you with me today? In the Old Testament, you know, a person, uh, a person's debt could result in their being sold as a slave. But the next of kin, their cousins, could redeem them. They could buy their freedom. Have I got a witness today? Beloved, in spite of the price of sin, Jesus purchased our freedom, and the price was paid in full with his life on Calvary's cross. He didn't have to do it, but he did. Nobody made him become the payment, but he willingly gave up himself. He was obedient even until the death of the cross. He was obedient until it pleased God to crush him. He allowed them to crucify him because he wanted to make sure that he settled the bill. Have I got a witness today? He wanted to make sure nobody could come back and say, excuse me, you have a remaining balance. No, you can't touch me on my shoulder and say, excuse me, I have a remaining balance because Jesus paid it all. 
this means that impossible sin problems, this habit, this thing that you can't stop, you can't stop cursing, you can't stop lying, you can't stop smoking, you can't stop being unfaithful, you can't stop robbing God, you can't stop with the attitude, whatever this whatever is, it cannot hold you as a slave any longer. Because we have been set free, because we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, by Jesus Christ, and baby, and once that has happened, that is final. Oh, I didn't mean to get that riled up this morning. And lastly and third, listen, listen, our impossible sin problem is resolved because Jesus became our propitiation. That's verse number 25. Now, that's just saying Christ is our sacrifice of atonement. In other words, Jesus died in our place for our sins. And God is justifiably angry with sinners, as Isaiah lets us know. But they have, because they've rebelled against him and have cut themselves off from God's life-giving power. Listen, but thanks be to God, God declares Christ's death to be the designated and proper sacrifice for our sins. So what does this mean? Now Christ stands in our place, having paid the penalty of death for our sins and completely satisfies God's demand. In other words, God God had to be satisfied. He had to get his anger out. He had to take it out on somebody. And can you believe a God like ours? Can you believe a father like ours to say, listen, I love them so much. They done messed up so bad. I got to have justice or else I wouldn't be God. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to allow my son to become the payment and so he can pay for the penalty of sin and that satisfied God. Y'all, I don't know about you. If it's good enough for God, it's definitely good enough for me. If Jesus' death satisfied the debt and the penalties of sin, certainly it can do it for you and I. People of God, stop tripping. When God forgives you, it's forgiven. When he says no punishment, it means no punishment. When God says favor, it means favor. When God says deliverance, it means deliverance. When God says grace, it means even more grace. And I'm done this morning. Beloved, thank God for Jesus Christ. This is why Jesus invited us to pray in his name. In John the 14th chapter, verse 13 and 14. When we pray in Jesus' name, listen at this. He is the righteous man who appeals to God for us. I don't know what you're going through, but I know God will make a way for you. We have access to heaven. We have access to the power of God. We can do the greater works. We can live the greater life in Christ without hindrances or distractions that the devil throws our way. People of God, access the heavens. You are you are uh, uh, are allowed to. You have been given the right to. Through Jesus Christ, we have a right to the tree of life. Don't be denied. But access heaven and access your Father because he has the answer. I turn it over now to our intercessor, Sister Diane. Father God, I just thank you for this day, Lord God, a day that is brand new to us. God, you said you've given us brand new mercies every day. So, God, we don't take this lightly. We just praise you, Lord God, for not consuming us in our sleep. You who are the Lord God Almighty, God Jehovah to Siskanu, the God of righteousness, 
So, God, I praise you this morning just for who you are in my life and in the life of declare victory. God, you are a wonderful God. There is none that can compare to you, none that can can come stand against you, O oh God. Who can stand against the Lord? No one can. For God, you are great and greatly to be praised. You said, let everything that has breath Praise ye the Lord. So, God, I thank you this morning for your love and kindness is better than life. God, I thank you this morning. We're nothing but filthy rags, but you, oh God, who brought righteousness to us, you, oh God, who laid your life down. No one took your life, but you laid your life down for all humanity. You said you came to your own, but your own received you not. So, God, I bless your name this morning, Lord God, for you are my God. God, and you are the God of declare victory. God, I thank you for your mercy this morning. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us another chance to do right by you, to live right, Lord God. God, another chance or a new opportunity to tell someone about your death, burial, and resurrection. God, a new opportunity. Just tell someone about your goodness and your grace and your mercy, God. For God, I thank you this morning, Lord God, for you who are faithful and just to forgive us, Lord God, if we confess our sins before you each morning, God. I thank you, Lord God for everything that you've done for us, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that you have cleansed us of all of our sins, oh God. God, I thank you for being the forgiving God, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that as we come and ask for forgiveness and repent from our sinful ways, Lord God, that you are a forgiving God. You keep your word. You're not a God that doesn't keep his word. God, I thank you just for being God. I thank you, Lord God, for all of your your goodness, your grace, and your mercy, for all the benefits. You said, forget not your benefits, those things that you have given us. In Second Peter 1 and 3, you said you've given us everything that we need pertaining to this life. So, God, we just have to reach up and grab it, Lord God. We have to know your word, get it in us, and live it, Lord God, that we may receive the blessings, Lord God, of you, the promises that you gave us, Lord, for all your promises are yes and amen. So, God, I bless your name this morning. I thank you, Lord God, for each and every one on the call. God, I thank you this morning that you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, that you are Jehovah Shalom, the Prince of Peace. God, I know you as being a healer. I know you as being the God of peace. Oh, God, I bless your name this morning. I come lifting up this morning to you, this Sister Barbara, who's traveling, God. She asked for your traveling grace and mercy. And you are a God that's faithful, Lord God, even when we are faithless. Lord God, we put our trust in you this morning, Lord God, for you are trustworthy, Lord God. 
I can trust you with anything with my life, Lord God, because you are the giver of life, Lord God. So I praise you this morning that she will reach her destination in safety, Lord God, because she has a king who's watching over her. And God, I lift up Miss Zola Jones to you this morning. God, you know everything that's going on in our lives. God, you said that nothing is hidden from your sight, that everything is laid open, naked, bare before you. Because God, you know our innermost, innermost being, oh God, because you knitted us together, joint and marrow. So God, I praise you this morning, Lord God. I, I lift up E.K. Dawson this morning. God, who's having pain in his leg, oh God. But God, you know everything that's going on. God, and I just praise you that you are the great physician, Lord God, that you never lost the case, oh God. God, you are the great great physician who knows every pain and everything that we go through that's in our bodies. God, I lift up Yvonne to you. Continue to heal her, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I lift up Timothy Schroeder to you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. And all of those who have lost loved ones, Lord God, the Gurganius family, Lord God, and all of those, and Renee, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for every person that lost family members. God, you know their name because you have our name in your book, Lord God. So I praise you this morning, Lord God, that you are a healer. I praise you this morning, Lord God, that you are a giver. Lord God, I praise you this morning because your love, Lord God, is so deep. I can't even fathom the deepness, the vastness of your love, how wide it is, how deep it is. God, I thank you that you are the God who placed the ferment between the water to separate the water. You are the God who placed the stars in the sky and called them by name. God, you are the God that we wake up to every morning. The God who opens our eyes and give us breath each morning. God, I thank you that you are holy, Lord God, and we just can't approach you any kind of way. So God, I thank you this morning for being the God who we can talk to, that we can approach your throne of grace with boldness. We don't have to go through the middle man anymore. God, I thank you that you're right here with us. God, I bless your name this morning, for there is none like you. You are the transcendent God. God, you're so much higher than us so much above us. God, we can't even fathom how much you know. God, I thank you. Isaiah says, you sit high upon your throne and the cherubims around you cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So God, I praise you this morning. If everyone can take their phone off, off a mute and give God some praise, God, I bless your name this morning. Hallelujah. 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 H
against the spirit of fear and anxiety, Jesus.
for our desperate situation, I gave a solution, and that is um, our hope is in Jesus Christ, right? And I gave three crucial truths that resolved uh, that whole sin problem. Uh, number one, we've been justified. Number two, we've been redeemed. And number three, uh, Jesus becomes our propitiation in that whole piece. And that will remedy the sin and the sins issue. And so, again, just thank God for all of you for uh, listening in. And we, we base those three, and they're very basic. They're doctrinal things that we need to know. They are, they are terminologies that we should be familiar with in, in the book of Romans. Uh, so I didn't mean to, hopefully I didn't insult anyone. I just give you something basic and practical, but I believe in foundation. Whatever points or truths that a preacher or Christian person uh, attempts to administer, they must be grounded solidly in the Word of God. So that was our uh, lesson, if you will, for the day. Thank God for you. If you have any questions or any type of comments, uh, you are free to give those now. Excuse me, you said Isaiah 64. Which verse yes, is it in? I came in late. Oh, okay, I, I really used 1 through 6, and I targeted verse 1 and verse 6. Thank you. God bless you. Any other comments or questions? All right. The Lord God bless and keep you. We thank you for joining us today. Um, I would admonish or would ask you to, um, in a way, how can I say that, <laughs> visit my website uh, where I embrace the whole principle of discovering the greater you. The greater you is really uh, the born again you. And you can find that at www.oneilyoungjr.com, O-N-E-A-L. Y-O-U-N-G-J-R dot com. Once again, uh, shout out to uh, Radical Midwife for the opportunity. Uh, Love you, man. Thank you. You did a great job this morning. Bless you, sis. <laughs> God bless you on this morning. And um, do you want a closing prayer or, is, or are we just... Yeah, you can go ahead and close, close, yeah, close okay. out. Okay. Absolutely. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for your people. Most of all, we thank you for this place, a place where the saints can gather via phone and intercede uh, to intercede on behalf of others and pray to you on one accord. So we thank you for this blessing. God, we are asking you to continue to grow this call, this ministry. We thank you for the visionary. Uh, Sister Dion, continue to bless her and that. All of her needs, meet them. I pray, God, a special blessing in her uh, household with her sons. God, as they need you and you have shown yourself faithful, keep on doing that. We thank you, God, for every prayer request that was prayed. We thank you for the intercessor on this morning and her spirit. And we touch and agree and believe 
that you will do everything because you do all things well. Bless the balance in the beginning of our day to the end on this day. We love, honor, and bless you. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Good morning. That was a great declaration. God bless you. Thank you. And I'm a witness that your record can be wiped clean. Absolutely, sir. I just want to say this because I was trying to get off the music. Um, your declaration kind of tied into Dion yesterday. Mm. Okay. And I was, I'm, I'm one that used to worry about applying for jobs because what was on my background would prevent me from getting a job. But God is, is, is faithful, and I no longer have to worry about what's on my record um, when I'm applying for things now because my record has been wiped clean. Oh, I was, praise there, God there was somebody. a chance that there was one time I couldn't even vote because if you were a felon, you know, you mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. I'm laughing right. now, but I'm I'm laughing at something I once cried about. And so mm-hmm. I'm grateful that my record is now wiped clean and I don't have to Dang. worry about it. You know, I mentioned yesterday I've been on Fox 40 twice, you know, and, mm. and I'm not bragging about it. But, well, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to brag about it because there was one time I, I wouldn't show my face on TV. Because mm-hmm. I just, you know, I used to do so many things. And just back in the 80s and 90s and, you know, and, and so now I'm not ashamed of being on TV anymore. You know, um, I'm grateful right now that God has given me faith. I mean, given me mercy and grace, you know. And so my record has been wiped clean. So thank you for that declaration. Bless your heart. Amen. God bless you. I'm just, I'm just glad rejoicing with you. You know, I trust me. I know we all have a background and God is able when he wipes it clean. Trust me, he wipes it clean. So thank God for you. Be blessed today. Thank you. I appreciate that. And then with the last thing, what God has for you is for you. I believe that it's not a cliche. It is for you, no matter how many. I used to worry one thing. I used to worry about how many people were cooking, how many chefs, and how many people got food trucks and doing stuff. But what God has for you is for you, you know. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just excited today. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I, I, I believe, you know, I'm gonna receive that too. Absolutely. I, I, I used to worry about that as well. But you know, God gets us to a place where He, He's kind enough to even demonstrate, you know, and prove Himself when He doesn't have to. And so thank you again. Uh, thank you for that whole comment, which really lifted my day as well. Thank you so much. God bless you. All right. God bless you. Mine too. Thank you. Bye. God bless you.